When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 469 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by Stephen Kyle Brackey and one Ben Askren. Ben, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing the episode, uh, zip code for our area code 469. That's Indianapolis, right? Naptown, baby. Brayton Lee, big shout. Nice. Shout out Chad Red. Red Cobra. Okay. All right. Um... Uh, I could be doing better, obviously. Yeah, so, man, we talked a little bit on the uh, Bracket Reveal show. You were teaching uh, double legs to Girl Scouts. Oh, my God. Guys, the the, the, the high school practice yesterday was tremendous. We we said, kids just keep showing up. Kids want to wrestle so bad. It's fantastic. That's amazing. Kids I've never seen before. Where'd you guys come from? I don't know. You You want to wrestle? It's fantastic. Let's go. What about the Girl Scouts, though? Didn't you teach? Girl oh my Scouts, god! Uh, oh my god! It was tilts? it was so absurd. They just kept running around and screaming. It was like they'd never seen any type of contact sport before. It it was like the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, you know, I only had them for one hour, and uh, you know, so I tried to let them have some fun, play some combat games, but it it was totally absurd. So while while you were doing that, we were um, <laughs> lamenting the change of of the situation for the NCAA wrestling oh. tournament. And I, you know, throughout this whole Corona coronavirus thing, I've been, you know, we haven't experienced something like this in in my lifetime where this this number of things are shut down in in our country. And yeah, you know, you look at the numbers and how many people were have been affected by it in America, and you think, okay, well, this shouldn't have a huge negative impact on on our daily life, right? And I guess to this point, it hadn't really, and then. Boom, yeah. no spectators at the NCAA wrestling tournament. And the the irony that this was the year they said, hey, let's do something special. Let's, I know, right? The demand is uh. so high. Let's have it at a football stadium. An idea I think was great. And now they're going to be wrestling in a football stadium in front of, what, a thousand people maybe? I mean, they're giving away, they're giving away wristbands to some friends and family. To, okay. So they can watch, but beyond that, there's not going to be spectators there. There's not going to be some crazy Iowa fan section. There's not going to be a Penn State section. It's just going to be, you know, the friends and family. Is it going to feel so weird, Christian? Like, in one way, I don't even know what fe- to think. In one way, it's going to feel so weird. In the other way, it's going to feel like the way a lot of wrestling tournaments have felt that we've attended. Right? It's going to feel like sure. Cliff Keen Las Vegas. You know. Sure. Really good wrestling, yeah. but only friends and families are, are there. I think uh, Nate mm. Brown had the best best one. He said it's going to be like Fargo. Yeah, mm. just good point. In like a big empty football stadium. He said they should play music, which I agree. They should play music. They should consider. I don't know. I would. I would like it if they moved it to 
University of Minnesota and had it in the pavilion or, or yeah. something like that instead of just trying to – I mean, at this point, why have it in a football stadium? You don't need that much space. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, unless logistically it's too late to change. I mean, I, I did. I emailed the ESPN guys last night. I have not got a, a response back from them. I said, is it, you know, will it be moved or uh, is it just too late for that? Because obviously we're, we're talking, guys, we're talking. There's six days before the event, right? Seven days from now, we will be wrestling. Yeah, factually correct, Ben. And, you know, they yeah. said essential personnel. We, I mean, I saw Richard Dimmel tweet that that includes media, but I... Figured the NCA would. That makes sense to me, but I still don't know for sure. We haven't heard yeah. anything. We have not heard anything, but I think they're probably dealing with a lot at this point in time. So yeah, highly unfortunate. I don't know if this will have an impact. I mean, is this going to have an impact on the wrestling, Ben? The, what do you mean the, by that? That there's no fans. Like the stall calls. Like the, I, I will only get fifty percent the stall calls. I don't know. They weren't getting any I, I big tens. That's for sure. It's not like they were getting the, yeah. the calls at uh, Big Tens. Well, how many how many Iowa fans were there? It didn't feel like a lot. It felt like way more Jersey people. Oh, that's definitely true. Yeah, because whenever there was a I, – I, you know, I was watching, and you can only watch one mat, and when it felt like a big cheer, I'm like, oh, is that an Iowa guy? Oh, no, it's just a Rutgers guy. Yeah. <laughs> like almost, almost every single time. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, it's Nicholas Aguilar in a true seventh match or something. <laughs> uh, and they were going nuts. Yeah, they do go. They, they go wanted crazy. they wanted something to cheer for so bad. They were it was an yeah. awesome crowd, and they were the only beers they were selling were these big twenty four ounces. Oh um, God, are you kidding me? Yes. I swear, just <laughs> giant <laughs> logs of beer. <laughs> so they were lit, uh, uh, and they wanted to get behind something so bad. Yeah, give them something to well, believe they had, in. They had Rivera. They had Seabass. They got him. Yeah, they were fired up for him. I felt yeah. like a. Never mind. Uh, okay, so that's that. I don't know what there is else yeah. to say about the the wrestling tournament. So that's Not, the whole show? No, that's the show. <laughs> we'll see you back next time, guys. Thanks. No, I think that's all we can say about the NCAA wrestling tournament part, portion of it um, from a logistical standpoint. Yeah, so I, I mean, Christian, I know this has got to stress you out because I'm like – you're, I feel like you're kind of high strung, a little bit like me. Like I love planning stuff. It's like, dude, I got my weekends planned like 14 weekends from now, right? Yeah. And it's like, dude, dude, what's getting canceled here? Like, is all of it getting canceled? Is it Olympic well, trials? Is it what? Who knows? It's crazy. I'm wondering about trials. United World Wrestling announced that the Euro Euros and um, the Last Chance Qualifier have been delayed. For you know, an unset amount of time, we don't know how long that'll be delayed. I have you have to wonder about the Olympic trials. That's going to be at Penn State at a university. I think we're seeing universities are being especially cautious yeah. right now. I know that on on the grappling side, you may not care, but it's pertinent in that there there was going to be a big event called Pans in at the at UC Irvine, and because that school is like shutting down or going through drastic measures, Pans has been shut down, and Pans is like. I don't even know the equivalent. It's it's one of the if you think of golf, it would be one of the majors, yeah. right? It's a it's a very yeah. competitive tournament. It's short of worlds. There's not a tougher tournament in grappling. So that's that's canceled altogether. So I just wonder with with Penn State and I mean the I feel for the uh, I feel for the NCAA athletes. I feel for the Olympic uh, athletes or the the ones trying to make the team that especially the Penn State. You know Penn State's been 
trying to get Olympic trials mm-hmm. there, and it's this huge thing. And they were gonna the thing sold out in like a day, right? It took like no time yeah. to sell out BJC, and the fact that it could be friends and family, just a really small group, is is a real shame for for wrestling fans and for Penn State and and everyone. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But I just the way this is trending. At this point, I just am like, well, yeah, obviously that's going to happen too. That's in two weeks. This situation is not going to be Feels resolved. Like, like, how is it going to be resolved? How is it going to be any better in in three weeks from now? Well, I mean, really, I I feel like they're trying to slow the spread and that they, they want to come up with uh, a medication or a vaccine, both of which they do not have at this point. And that, you know, that's kind of what what they're wait, I don't say waiting on, but that's what people ideally hope happens. And that's that would be a very, very quick turnaround for something like that to happen. But I think that's... I don't know. It feels like that's what they're waiting for. Yeah, that's what I was telling to my wife last night. It's like, okay, so if we do this stuff for, say, two or three weeks, and it's like right now in Wisconsin, there's, I believe there's a total of five cases, not, you know, not deaths, five cases in the whole state of Wisconsin. It's like, okay, after three weeks, are they just going to give us like, oh, all clear. Everyone's good to go again. Or <laughs> like, you know, like what's, what's going to happen? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what's the end point? When do you know it's like better? I mean, the – Thing I'm I'm worried or I think is probably gonna happen. Like many of these universities are going like, okay, after spring break, two weeks, no one's coming back, or we're doing yeah. all online yeah. classes. I wonder if that's gonna yeah. happen in our schools, our, our elementary schools. I know my wife's a teacher and she's here, and they're they're already figuring out how they can go online. Which online elementary school? That yeah. sounds hilarious. Um, well, one of the things I heard about the schools is that uh, I watched. Um, the, the Joe Rogan had a guy on that was really good. I've been um, listening to that one. And he uh, you know, he said the kids aren't getting it or whatever, like, at all. And one of the things that happens is if all the kids have to stay home, then, you know, people who work in hospitals, they have to, stay home to wa- then watch their kids. So it takes away from personnel that might be helping out in other ways also. I didn't even consider that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And that was that was what he kept talking about is, like, the how healthcare workers are the most affected and – they're the ones that are getting it because they're around people that have it, and it can be kind of a vicious cycle of yeah all those people getting it. So I'm really – man, the whole thing just stinks. I mean, at the end of it all, what we're not say- talking about, we're talking about how this affects wrestling, but you really do hope this just this doesn't hurt too many people and that it's uh, yes. resolved quickly because it's, it's a scary thing. It's, un- it's absolutely unprecedented. I haven't experienced anything like this. You know, I thought – you know, we had SARS and we had – bird flu and all this other stuff and it's like okay well never got to this obviously point. i've been yeah i well, I, I christian i've been looking back at the old uh you know that people putting statistics of all these uh pandemics up mm-hmm. did you realize that 61 millions had americans had h1n1 and over 300,000 people globally died i don't no. like that was 2009 i was that was after college like i don't remember that at all like i don't remember being even slightly bad H1N1. Which one was H1N1? What else did we? I don't. About? That's what I'm saying. I don't really remember. I remember. Okay, I remember that a little bit. The H1N1. I, I vaguely remember, but 61 million Americans got it, and 300,000 people died. Oh, you know, in the world, it's like holy crap. How did I, that wasn't even a blip on our radar. I feel like, like I don't remember that. No, you'd have to be like kind of into it, like really watching news, paying close attention to remember that. Um, I don't know if you remember the flu of 1918, but that was a really bad one. Like, <laughs> that, like, I, yeah, like 50 million people died. It was like a new strain. My brother was talking. He's a uh, uh, physician's assistant. He was giving me all the 
the down and dirty and how it's like seven to 11 days before anyone's seeing any like symptoms of it. So you can just be like spreading it around. Uh, so everyone wash your hands, I guess, standard precautions. Uh, if you're yeah. going to Minneapolis, my son and, and father are still going to go to Minneapolis. And uh, What are they going to do? I don't know. <laughs> my, my dad just wants to hang out, you know, obviously. Uh, okay. He's looking forward to this. Hopefully there's like some sort of a watch party or something. I don't know. Yeah. Some, I'm sure someone in Minneapolis is going to be scrambling to make something cool happen for all the people that are planning on coming and still want to come and won't be able to watch NCAAs. That's my thought at least. Yeah, I mean, but then doesn't that negate the whole purpose of there's still really large gatherings? That's the thing that I said about canceling college classes. It's like, okay, I get what you guys are doing, but college kids are stupid. You guys were all in college. We remember it's like, dude, 90% of people are going to, they're going to go party all day long. Yeah. They are. That's what college kids do. They're not smart. They're going to make stupid decisions. They're, they're just because there's no class. They're going to go party. They're going to do online classes for two hours and they go party some more. Yeah, if, if nothing else, they're going to be hanging out, groups of them, yes. right? And yes. They Ab- live in dorms. Absolutely. They're not just going to stay in their dorm rooms. They're not just going to stay in their apartments. Um, yes. But maybe maybe the fact that there's not 200 people in a room or 300 people in a room, there's something to that. Do we have any CDC experts in the Facebook chat? God, no. No? <laughs> Is it a rough scene in there? No, it's not a rough scene, but just there's no experts, no. No experts. <laughs> hey, right. hey, don't don't crap on our listener base, Bracky. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just just saying. There's no, there's no saying, doctors in there. Oh, saying they have no. No, they are they, ideas. Christian, they're they're saying H1M1 was the swine flu. Yes. That's what it was called. Swine flu. Got it. Um. Yeah. Right. Oh all my. Right. Okay, I take it back, Christian. Now now some of them are saying H1N1 was the bird flu. Some are saying that one was West Nile. So I don't know what it was. It wasn't West Nile. Just Google H1N1. Yeah, I didn't Google uh, it. I just swine flu. <laughs> swine flu. Okay, Jeez. got it. Hey, it let's talk like about these people. Anything? These people are so sick of. Uh, these people are so sick of the coronavirus. Let's talk about some wrestling. Yes, no pun intended there. Let's talk about the freaking wrestling. I uh, so as I mentioned, I went through this. I think we start at one twenty-five, work our way up, and 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 then see what happens. Uh, do you have your brackets pulled up? Did you print them out? Do you have a printer at your house? I, 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 well, I, I think that's pretty old school, Christian, which might maybe shows you're an okay boomer. Um, <laughs> you can't. I write. have mine. You can't. What do you write I have on mine, your screen? I have mine right here. I'm looking at them. I don't need to write on them. Okay, you don't fill them out though. Uh, I've never filled out full brackets. No. Wow. Because then I have to carry them around and stuff. Like, you know, what, what am I, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine having to carry 10 pieces of paper around. I mean, that's. Well, are you, you going to carry them around? Know, where, where, where am I supposed days? to put like, all this paper? What do I put it in a bag? Like, I don't know. Oh, I, I would shake your hand, but I'm carrying around my breakfast. So like, <laughs> that's yeah, what's going to. It never stopped Sammy Henson. He walked around with that rolled up paper <laughs> all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, great reference, Christian. You tell that me Sammy Henson didn't shake hands. Come on now. All right. So looking at these, <laughs> looking at these brackets, I'll, I'll give you my my rundown. Um, I have a pretty standard semi run here with Spencer Mueller pitching Glory. I think those guys make it through. Looking at some of the more interesting early matches, uh, Courtney McKee would be interesting if Pat McKee's healthy, but he was so terrible looking at yeah. Big yeah. Tens. I don't think that's probably happening. Mm-hmm. Cronin versus Kolioko, the eleven twenty two. 
I like Cronin a lot. I think he's kind of tough. And Kolioko did not have a good EIWAs at all. I think looking at yeah. those trends is, is somewhat important here. Uh, another one I highlighted was Malik Heinzelman versus Drew Hildebrandt. Which ah, I was just looking at that. No, that was I was... A, I, I, it was a sudden victory yeah. match this year. And so, Heinzelman had a really good Big Tens compared to the rest of his year. He really did. And, and, and Drew as yeah. the six... I mean, I think the drop off from four to five, and then from five to six is tremendous. I think, I think Mueller is kind of separated. Even though I sort of deliberated on Mueller Schroeder after the loss to um, Camacho, put a little something doubt in my mind. But I think, I think, um, I think Mueller gets gets it done there. So those are th- some things I was looking at. Um, I think Hildebrandt beats Heinzelman, but I think that could be really interesting. I think Camacho could go on a run. But I don't think I think Glory's a, a hard stop for for anyone on that bottom side. But Ben, well, I'm curious who you like out of the bottom half of of 125. Oh, I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say it, Nick Aguilar. That looks like a good reason for Jay Schwarm to go pin people on the backside, doesn't it? <laughs> well, the fact that that Spencer <laughs> Lee's waiting, I think, uh, yeah, would be good incentive. But I I don't know I don't know if that would be the the move. I like I think Schwarm's run if he wins in round one is better. Because if Schwarm beats Aguilar, he falls to Spencer, he's going to have someone like Cardinal, then Brandon Courtney, yeah. then uh, Hildebrandt potentially in the round of 12, provided Hildebrandt makes it to pitch, right? Yeah. I think yeah. Hildebrandt in the round yeah, of 12, yeah. if you're Jay Schwarm, you feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you hit, I think there's a big drop-off after two and three on the bottom side. It's like, I, I love Brandon Patzel. But I have a hard time seeing him challenging Pat Glory. Uh, I like Drew Hildebrandt, but I have a hard time seeing him challenging Nick Nick, Nick Pitch and any. I think it's Pitch versus Glory in the semis, um, and uh, I, I like Glory in that matchup. My round of twelve, I have Prada versus Schroeder. Prada, yeah, maybe a little bit of a homer run, but not that bad. I have the biggest upset is there. He beats Patel, who Ben likes, but um, I don't know. He didn't have Wait. a great. Oh, on the back, he beats him on the backside. Got it. Backside. This is my round of 12. I have Medley versus uh, Cronin, and then winner gets D'Agostino in the round of 12. I have D'Agostino so placing. You have, you then have paid, Camacho beating Patesel, obviously, right? I I have Camacho. Yes, I do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Camacho beats That's Patesel. Camacho got – hey, I watched that. I, I saw – they finally posted that Camacho versus um, Mueller. Jack Mueller on YouTube. Finally. Good. Thank you. Whoever did that. Uh, dude, that, that was a bloodbath to me. Like, I, I Camacho kicked his butt. It wasn't it wasn't competitive in, in any way, shape, or form. I don't. I mean, know it, if, it was a beatdown. I don't know if Mueller just was not. I mean, some guys overlook guys, and he beat him five two. He was probably he was ready for one kind of match. And Kamashu just had a yeah. completely different, brought a completely different level of intensity and focus and skill to it. And Kamashu is clearly just a different guy right now than he was when yeah. they wrestled. Yeah. So, um, wow. I thought that was, uh, yeah, I was so impressed. I couldn't, I mean, because that's not the Jacob Camacho we've seen all year. Uh, I mean, he's been getting, trending better, but. To, to get, I mean, if you think about how good Jack Mueller was at 125 last year and you think about how bad Camacho beat him, that was like, wow. I was really impressed. Yeah, I, I was impressed too. That's why I have Camacho. 
I have him beating Mackle in the round of 12 and then beating okay. Swarm in the round after that. I have, I have Swarm placing beating Hildebrandt in the round of 12. Uh, I have Schroeder go, making a deep run. I think he beats Prada and then, then D'Agostino to set up a consolation semi where he'll get the semi-losers, and I think they'll both fall there. It would be really nice if you had a telestrator to walk us through your brackets, Christian. That would be nice, um, but I just write on them. So, yeah, but now people got to like, yeah, and they have to listen to you talk their way through the brackets. So I'm like, you know, trying to visualize the backside and where you're going with all these matchups and stuff. It, yeah, I know. I wish, um, I wish there was a way, an easy way to like throw those in an Excel sheet and then fill them out. There, yeah, some some brackets, but um, yeah, it would yeah. be that would be a nice visual. Maybe for next year, we'll have a more a, a better bracket solution okay so christian does spencer lee get bonus in every single match i'll say no i don't think um i see mueller or whoever he has in the finals i think could keep him to a a decision i think one of those will could it might not i mean he decisioned mueller last time right and i think if, if you look at i mean then on the other hand Mueller almost got bonus by Jacob Camacho two weeks ago, or will be two weeks ago. Yeah. So you think you consider that, and then you know maybe maybe that changes my mind a little bit. Maybe it should, but for whatever reason, I just think the odds are that it won't quite materialize that way. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think comes out though? Glory or pitch? I think glory. Really? I, yeah. I, 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 I mean, didn't write it in yet. You? Oh, you didn't. <laughs> No. Well, I don't. I don't want to influence your decision making here, Christian. You should no. go go ahead and make the pick before we talk about it. Well, it's not that. Uh, yeah, I just don't know. I don't. I don't know who's going to win. I do think Glory is probably a little better skill for skill at this point. But there's. I just so part of me just thinks Pitch finds a way to get it done and make make his make the NCAA finals. Yeah, I feel. Like, I feel like he's been Glory being he has been trending up. In the, in the last year or so, and I feel like that trend's going to continue this weekend. Yeah, and Pitch hasn't been utterly dominant throughout. As you see, his path his yeah. path is really good, though, to make it to the semis. I see absolutely yes. no way Pitch isn't in the semis, whereas at least Glory will have to take on potentially a red-hot freshman in Camacho, um, which maybe that's a thing. But yeah, beyond that, I don't see, I don't see what stops that matchup from, from happening. I don't know. Who do you like? Oh, my. Look at you guys. You guys are putting the brackets on the screen. Yeah. Now, yeah. if that if you guys could just, uh, you know, now move, we could move these around with the click of an icon. Now, that would be the jam right there. That would be the, the grape jelly jam. I like yeah, Glory. I be. think then they've wrestled three times now. I think he's won the takedown battle, but um, he's been, he got turned on top yeah. in the first yep. two, and he didn't the last one. Um, so I like him to keep doing that. Yeah, I think yeah. It, it's t- it's a tough if you're winning matches strictly on top wrestling and you are and you're not neutral on the takedown battle, you're you're getting dominated. It's the takedowns are more likely to to remain a constant than the turns, in my opinion. Wow, Especially- Empire Wrestling Academy just texted or texted posted Christian that Camacho teched Glory in in high school when they were seniors. Did that really happen? Uh maybe in freestyle. Um, Glory hadn't even six like ta- what six takedowns to one they say they're saying. Well, that sounds like a freestyle match to me. 
because that would not be enough to that would not be enough to earn a technical fall in folk style. Remember, glory. <laughs> well, if you got some turns too. I yeah, I don't know. I I'm betting that's freestyle. Glory was a freestyle okay. novice up until I remember he lost to like Carson Manville too, in uh, in freestyle, right or something crazy yeah. like that. So um, yeah, I don't take okay. much into that. Empire Wrestling Academy can confirm if it was freestyle or folk style. Oh. Freestyle, they confirmed. Yeah, exactly right. What? Well, it's still six, six takedowns. Are still six takedowns. That was like took me. Man, I could find you. I could find you twenty tech fall <laughs> wins in freestyle over guys that not replicated in, in folks. Okay, style. it happens all the time. Especially they, they might have motivated me. What if I pick Jacob Camacho and say finals Christian? What do you got on that? Yeah, I'm, go for it. Go for it. Run, make. I mean, shoot your shot, Ben. I don't think it's. Are you happen. are you writing an? Ink, are you writing in pencil over there, Ink, Christian? baby. Ink, quality okay. in. Quality in pen here. This is actually space. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't have a pen handy. Oh, man, that's funny. Um, okay, hey, let's go to 133 because I think it's way more fun than 125. Oh, yeah. 33 is like. Oh, yeah. 33 is crazy. Okay. Yeah, I had to make some tough decisions here. Um. All right, so a couple of early round matches that I have highlighted that I think are interesting. Jack Skalarczyk, Montori Bridges. Uh, Noah Gonzer, Todd Small. Todd not small. Sammy Alvarez, uh-huh. Jamie Hernandez is interesting. But some of these that, round that's two a matches. Good one. Yeah. I like Alvarez to, to go on a little run here. I think he can make the quarters against Gross. I think he has, to, he has to beat Piotrowski. I think he does. I think he turns that around. Round two, Ben. Have you watched much Cam Sakura? I watched his match against Sebas, uh, and that's the only one I can really remember. Okay, he's really good on top. He's pretty good scrambler. Oh. Uh, I think this is an interesting matchup, him against DeSanto in round two. I, yeah. I like DeSanto there. I, th- I think the draws overall for Iowa are tough. They are difficult. Um, hey, D- I just want to get what's your general reaction? Because I, I, I didn't get to watch the show last night because I was teaching Girl Scouts. Right. What's your reaction on them them seating both uh, Chaz Tucker and Mickey Philippi above uh, Bravo Young and and um, DeSanto? Oh my, DeSanto, DeSanto. Well, I am a big believer in you. You need the elite wins to show you belong in an elite category. Roman Bravo Young yeah. has elite wins. He's beaten Austin DeSanto. DeSanto's beaten Gross. Uh, yeah, I I think you should have to have proven that at some level. I mean, what's what's what are Mickey Philippi and Chaz Tucker's best wins? That's a, when I when I yeah. was doing the rankings, it was who you beat and who beat you. It's why Real Woods should not be the three seed because you need to beat mm. someone higher than the eleven seed to prove that you belong in the three spot, right? And he has not yeah. proven that. And I don't think Mickey Mickey went to the scuffle. Mickey was at the scuffle. He didn't win it. Because he lost to Sammy Alvarez, who's the 10. Yep. So what's Mickey's big win this year? Do you know it? Well, we he's winning yesterday. Piotrowski. Piotrowski? Noah Gonza. That's a 7. So he beats a 7, yeah, we, and he gets gets the 4. And he lost has a loss to 10. That's his best win, yeah. I don't... I, that doesn't map to me. I mean, yeah, great record, but 25-1 and one doesn't mean as much to me. When your best win is number seven and your one is to not number one, two, three, or four, but it's a loss to number 10. 
I think that's. I don't think yeah. that's the right way to see it. I don't think that's. Um, I don't think it rewards tough schedule. At least Chaz Tucker is undefeated, and at least Chaz Tucker went to CKLV and won the things he went to. His right. best win is Alvarez. His best win is over number ten Alvarez. So I, I truly, if I was seeding it, those guys would not be inside the top four. Uh, eight Montori Bridges. I wasn't. I thought Montori was seated below Alvarez. I, I think you need to beat beat some of those guys. Um, yeah. However, I understand how they come to that conclusion as well with Chaz. At least he's undefeated. But yeah, I, I think you if you're gonna have a weak schedule. You like Mickey did. You can't lose to the ten seed and get the four. Like something's got to mm-hmm. something's got to give there. So no, I don't like it. But Nomad, uh, he kind of nailed his seeding predictions. By the way, he's really good at like figuring out the the formula and all that. So good job by him. But nice. This, this draw for DeSanto, Sakura, and then Chaz Tucker. Chaz Tucker has beaten him. DeSanto is not getting takedowns um, as consistently as he was. He went mm-hmm. three straight yep. matches without getting a, a, a takedown at Big Tens, I believe. And then he got one late against Seth Gross. So yep. I, it, it's a tough – it's it's not a, a good draw for, for Austin DeSanto here out of the, out of the sixth spot. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Tough, tough draw for him. Um, that being said, I, I'm not all that confident, but I'm still putting him in the semis against Seth Gross. I, I think he beats Chaz Tucker in like a, in like a three-two uh, type, two-one maybe type match. Yeah, the, what he has going for him is I don't think he would turn him, uh, or I don't think he can ride DeSanto. DeSanto's really, yeah, tr- and he would have to. St- the thing is, you can kind of sting DeSanto. You can get him with a quick takedown. And that's Tucker has that, but he's such a reluctant attacker. I don't know if he would, and he waits for like the perfect opportunity yep. to pull the trigger. That might not come against mm-hmm. DeSanto much. So, yeah. and if if he's a little more assertive and getting stall calls, to, to me, DeSanto's tournament hinges on how there he's officiated. If he's able to, <laughs> if he's running at people and shooting all the time and not getting calls. It's gonna be really hard for him. He does. He needs some stall calls to to make a deep run here. He needs. Do, he do needs you think twenty thousand Iowa fans would have helped that out, Christian? Because they're not gonna be there. Yeah, that would have helped. That would be a that would, wouldn't hurt, right? That that would help immensely. I think. One thing I was so I I was um, surprised by was during the during some of his matches how not advocating for stalling the Iowa corner was. They weren't really, you know, they're, they're normally yeah. pretty demonstrative ass, trying to get calls yep. and stuff like that, like many coaches are. They weren't really they weren't really looking for him. That actually surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Okay, up top, what are your thoughts on the RBY Philippi quarter? I think it happens. I think Mickey has a good run through Hayes. Who he, although, he just beat Hayes 1-0 in the ACC final. Your four seed semi. or semi. Excuse me. Hernandez in the final. Yeah, eight five over Hernandez. You're right. So he beat the guy he's gonna have in round two, Mickey Phillippe. He beat one well, are zero. We, are we sure that Lou Hayes is gonna beat Tim Rooney? Oh yeah, I'm not sure of that. I'm not very sure of that either. I just kinda went with Hayes. Yeah. I mean Phillippe just wrestles close matches with a lot of people though. I, I I'll pull up his wrestle stat, but I if I if I Remembering correctly, I think he just has a lot of close matches. It's kind of his thing. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure is. Okay, so anything, 
I mean, Rivera Lamont may have been interesting if Lamont hadn't just really had a rough Big 12s where he needed yeah. a true eighth match to auto qualify. Fraudulent true eighth match. Fraudulent fake true eighth match. Shouldn't have happened. That is the stance of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Uh, but Rivera, Rivera RBY semi, DeSanto Gross semi, that's what I have. What do you have, Ben? Um, I believe I'm going to go the same exact way. I don't, I don't think I'm – I mean, part of me wants to pick Philippi or, or Chaz Tucker to have an upset, but I just – I think probably Chaz Tucker beating DeSanto is probably more likely than Philippi over Bravo Young. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go straight Big Ten semis, all, all four of them. I know you're contractually obligated, but I think the one I'm most interested in, and I see some upset potential, is Alvarez Gross. I think really, I just I don't I don't feel that way after watching him. I I know obviously there's a few of those sketchy situations, um, but after watching that match, I, I just don't feel like I, it's Seth Smart to win those situations, um, and, and he's generally better the second time he wrestles somebody and so obviously that was the first time he wrestled Alvarez uh this would be the second time he's generally better so I just yeah I, I, but I, I don't even I don't know that Alvarez is gonna get past Piotrowski so I don't even know I don't I think it may be a mute point yeah you're right you're, he's lost Piotrowski twice this mm-hmm. year now yeah it could be just a yeah, matchup so. thing I could be completely overlooking discount hey how about Ridge Love at Chaz Tucker round two? Oh, that's a good one that, that's gonna be really tight it's going to be super tight, but I just don't know how Ridge scores. I just don't think Chaz is getting ridden, right? It it would have to be. I mean, it's going to have to be a ride out, right? Ridge love it. The one the one weaknesses he have is he doesn't really have any go to offense, and we saw that when he was losing that DeSanto match in the third period. One Unless nothing. There's he's, a second left against Joey Silva. <laughs> oh, sorry, Christian. <laughs> it was pretty go to when he had the memory. double hundred foot sweep. <sighs> He doesn't have any good go go to leg attack offense, right? And we saw that for two minutes. Um, he didn't. I don't even believe he got his hands locked on DeSanto's legs, did he? Uh no, I don't think so. It was pretty rare. So, so right. it would have to be a ride out against Chaz Tucker, and that's you feel like that's a tough guy to ride out. I, you know, I have going on a run here. Hate Uh-oh, me all. <laughs> Everyone's gonna think I hate Travis Piotrowski. I really don't. I have Moshe Schwartz going on a run. I have him so be- <laughs> winning in round one. Okay, he lo- <laughs> loses a, a very competitive Tech fall to Seth Gross in round two, and then I have him beating. <laughs> I have him beating Madrigal, then Piotrowski to make the round of twelve before falling to Mickey Philippi, probably one to zero. Wow. I mean, huh. Schwartz just. Stormed his way to the Big 12 Finals. I, Schwartz is kind of – he was a guy when I watched in high school. I was like, this dude, he's just, like, bigger than all these guys. And now he's, like oh, – he beats Robbie Howard. That's what really put him on my yeah. radar. And then um, then he has had a really solid season, true freshman. They're going to be – when they roll out Darius and him at, and Alirius, they're going to be a really mm-hmm. tough team. So that's – he was a guy I had – I have Sakura beating Lovett. In the round of 16, and then Montori Bridges beating Sakura, who he's 4-1 against in the round of 12. I have Alvarez placing. I have Chaz beating Lamont. I have Philippi beating uh, Moshe in, in my round of 12. Do you want to get into your winner yeah. winners? You know, winner winner, winner chicken dinner? Yeah, who's your chicken dinner for 133? 
Oh, you have to say Seth it. Gross. Oh, of course. <laughs> Contractual obligations. Uh, well, okay, he's, yeah. he's beaten Austin and Santo the last two times, so he's going he's gonna to make the finals, right? That's fair. Um, and he's going to have, I believe he's going to have Seabass, who, hey, listen, my advice to him, I'm not going to give him advice because I'm not going to see him, and, uh, you know, if he were to text me and ask me advice, I would give it. Stay on the offense. When he was on the offense against Seth Gross, he had two really nice takedowns early in the match. And he just kind of let up a little bit. Don't let up. Keep your offense going. And uh, I'm excited to be Seabass beating RBY again. And he's going to beat Seabass in the finals. It could happen. It could happen. Um, do you have a chicken dinner? Yeah, I'm going to take Sebastian Rivera. Um, I know a lot of salty Iowa fans and some Penn State fans chirping him. Or chirping him through our Twitter account saying, like, oh, well, he won Big Tens last year. And then he fell on his face in the semis at NCAAs and he kind of talked about that in his interview uh after he won and he was like I overlooked Jack Mueller I was on I was looking on Spencer Lee um and I think he learned a lot from that and I just don't see that happening again I just see him finding a way finding a way to get it done against RBY and then probably Seth Gross what if if RBY Ben if RBY is to beat Sebastian Rivera what does that match look like exactly does he need to ride? I mean, he, I, what's he need he's, he's got to he's got to get away, obviously, right? Yeah. Like he didn't do on on uh, in the third, uh, yeah, in the third period on, on the last uh, Sunday. Um, but RBY is so dynamic; he can score offensively and defensively. So, um, I you know I just don't I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. But Sebastian just showed um, a level of composure that was over what RBY had on Sunday. So, you know, I I don't feel like he's going to win. I feel like Seabass is going to win. You look at you look at the the Rivera Gross two matches they've had. The one match yes. Gross won, he literally didn't score anything beyond the lap drop. drop. He scored six points. Yeah. That was it. He didn't get away in any other way. So he struggled from underneath. And then in yeah. this one, he couldn't he couldn't put seven minutes together against him. Or maybe it was that, or maybe he just stopped scoring. But it's, it's one of the hard. interesting things, Christian, was that, you know, we talk about the adjustments. It's like in that first match, uh, Seabass uh, scored two ankle picks, right? And then obviously Seth said, hey, this is going to be an issue, or this was an issue in the last match. And and Seabass uh, didn't really get to that same position nearly as much. No, he did not. Yet, he still, but I think that that's, that's to my point, right? Sure. It's like, all right, you yeah. take away my collar and ankle I'll go yeah. to this, uh-huh. this single leg I'll hit this low level that's what was impressive to me and I can finish on on you multiple times I mean yes. he's finished on him four times now yeah he has yep. four leg attack mm-hmm. finishes against Seth Gross that's that is really impressive I don't think there's anyone else in the country that can make that claim I, I would never count Gross out I really wouldn't uh I just think for him to go through Alvarez DeSanto and Rivera oh man that is yeah. That is daunting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely daunting. Okay. Any other thirty-three thoughts? No. Let's go. There's no way we're gonna make it through all these weight classes. <laughs> okay. For okay. especially 40, 41 and forty-nine. I feel like oh my god, these brackets could uh, they could just blow up. They they definitely could. There's uh, what? Why do you think they could blow up? You just look at them and it's like oh my god, like. It's uh, da, you know, 
Michael Blocka said 13, like if he beat Ian Parker, if I'm not all shocked. If Kyle Shoop somehow beats Michael Blocks, Ian Parker, I'm like, eh, that, I could see that happening. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, Tariq Wilson at the 15, Mitch McKee at the 10. I think, you know, McKee just beat Max Murin last week, and he's he's going to have him in the second round likely. For, 49, I think, is more is even worse, but 41, I think you could see going sideways real fast. Back to my these draws are tough for Iowa. I'm going to return to this on several occasions. This is tough. Max Murin is seated higher than McKee, but he's got a guy that literally beat him last week in round two. That's difficult. Yes. And then his path back is really difficult. If he loses to McKee, if Max Murin loses to Mitch McKee, it, yeah. looks, like, it looks like this. He's going to have to go through uh, probably DJ Lauren. That's fine. But then he'll have the... Tariq Mitch Moore loser, so or winner. Okay. I think that'll be Tariq Wilson. So he's got to be Tariq Wilson in the round of 16. And then the Demas Parker loser. So he'll either have Ooh. Ian Parker, who's beaten him, or Dom Demas, who I don't think they've wrestled, but would be favored against him, mm-hmm. in the round yeah. of 12. Okay? Well, he, he needs to beat Mitch McKee then. He needs to beat Mitch McKee because if he does that, uh, head over here, he's going to have someone like, Dresden Simon, Kyle Shoup, Dylan Duncan, uh, or Blockus, right? Yeah. It's going to be someone yeah. like that. So him beating McKee is absolutely essential. His path changes completely if he can do that. If he loses to McKee, yeah. it is going to get really tough for Max Murin. And, and those are that's, this is a guy that was ranked third mm-hmm. in, uh, at different points yeah. in the year, right? And now you're like, man, it's going to be hard for him to make the round of 12. If he if yeah. he lose that McKee match, right? That's so the, Christian. This why, man. It's you. You're like in this bracket. I think it like rears its head. But when you're when you're writing out your whole bracket, and you're saying, well, this guy could come back to this guy, and it feels like the amount of possibilities. Because if people, lo- you know, obviously they if they win mm-hmm. one more or lose one more on the front side, then they're on opposite sides of the bracket. So it just feels like the amount of possibilities they can face is just like almost too much to discuss all of them i don't know does that make sense yeah i mean it's so variable because one you're talking about yeah. you're assuming five things happen that are yeah. maybe not going to happen to get to this point of the conversation but that's that's also the fun of it ben <laughs> step up. That, that sounds stressful to me not fun well i'm not we're not wrestling in it we're, we don't have money riding on this ben we just have our our okay. reputations which um well you have a good one at least, Ben. Maybe mine's not. You don't, you don't have a good reputation? <laughs> no, I think it's fine. Uh, okay. Looking elsewhere, Moran, Heil, round two. I mean, the eight nines are always kind of curious. I, I like yeah. that for, for Moran. I think his draw is actually kind of solid because I think Moran's going to have, like, Sherman or Blockus in the round of 12, which I think you take that probably all day if you're Tristan Moran. You know you're going to have a tough match, but those are probably manageable for him. Did lose yeah. to Blockus. Did lose to Blockus. Oh, and he That's lost to Josh Heil at Midlands. Oh boy, three two. Oh boy, so it maybe was, not. Yeah. So if he loses, if he loses to Heil, then I think he would have someone like Grant Leith, who has not been great this year. Yeah. Uh, upon yeah. further review, and then I think Moran Moran beat Leith this year. He yes, I'm almost sure of it. Mm-hmm. You're he right. Okay. You're right. So, but yeah. then in the round of twelve, if Moran loses to Heil, 
he would have the Red Woods loser, which yeah, yeah. I would not feel good about that. I think both of those guys beat him. So that's tough for Tristan Moran because I think Chad Red beats Real Woods in the quarter. That's Ooh, my, that's, my that's, a, that's a hot take. Is it that hot? 6-3, I love it. I love that you think it's a hot take. I think, Man, I think Chad Red is – I mean, you think of how many big mm. matches Chad Red has wrestled compared to Real Woods – Mm-hmm. Real Woods is a is a tough cat, tough cat, but he's a freshman. He has not faced near the rigor that Chad Red has. Chad Red's wrestled Max Murin. He's wrestled Nick Lee twice. He's wrestled Luke Pletcher at least twice this year. I think Mitch McKee, Tristan Moran, Dom Demons. This guy's been in the fire, right? And he's he's taking losses yeah. along the way, but he's rounding into form. He's not going to be in- intimidated by a freshman. Real Woods is not a super. Uh, High volume attacker. He's not like an offensive dynamo. He's really he's solid defensively. He's a good hard hand fighter. But I don't think he's gonna ride. I I think Red I think Red's just a straight up favorite in that match. I really do. I think Wow. Okay. I, that's just my belief. I, I, I and I have high belief in, in real woods. I just think Chad Red matches up really well. You don't agree? Um maybe I do. <laughs> let me let me talk to you. When I see how good Real Woods looked against Luke Pletcher and then what Luke Pletcher did to Chad Red, that's where I have an issue saying maybe. But obviously Chad Red's so good in those scrambles, and Real Woods is not the same kind of offensive dynamo that Luke Pletcher is, especially not this year. So um, maybe maybe Red's the favorite. I'll, I'll lean towards Real Woods. I, I like him a lot, so I'll lean towards him. But, I'll, yeah, you're right. I, my first take of him – Chad Red being a huge upset is is not correct. So, I guess I feel like Luke Pletcher hit another gear after the Woods yes. match. Like he had that close win over Dom Demas at the Michigan State Open, right? That propelled him to the number one spot, and then he had a really close one over over Woods at the Cavelli Center, and then after that is when we were like, oh my gosh, Luke Pletcher is like ascended to a bonus point stud because soon after that he was at Vegas and that was a different story. Well, right? no, so I'm looking at the wrestle stats. So before, before the, um, before the Demas match, he goes 19, nine over Dresden Simon, who's pretty highly ranked and 15, yes. five over Dylan Duncan. And then, then the close match with Demas. Uh, but then it's pin pin, the uh, overtime over real woods, but then it's 23, nine over Cole Matthews. Uh, 13-4 over Mitch Moore. Um, he did have one close match against Noah Boffman, but then it was kind of a bloodbath on everyone after that. Yeah, oh, I forgot about the Boffman match. That was a weird one. Yeah. Okay. So I've got the okay. the semis is Pletcher, Demas, Red, Lee. Uh, Pletcher. I got. I'll go Real Woods. I'll go Pletcher. Demas. No, no, I'm gonna go Pletcher Parker, Woods, Nick Lee. Parker's draw is tough. Shopper block us round yeah. two. Mm-hmm. Demas next. I know he just won Big Twelves, but I just see yeah. I just anticipate that getting reversed. Even though Dom has not been like he was. But Dom wasn't Dom wasn't having an amazing year coming into NCAAs last year, if I recall. Right? Like he was sort of up and down. So he's always going to be that, that kind of threat. So I still have Nick Lee winning this weight class. 
Murin is going to have a dogfight to place because we're always kind of talking a little team race here. Mm-hmm. So if he if he's around a twelve, or I mean, if he lost a, he could lose in the round of sixteen to Tariq Wilson very reasonably. So that could be yes. very few points. So DeSanto very tough. Murin very very tough, especially the way he's been trending. So just something to monitor. Hey Christian, you know how you said I was uh. Uh, contractually obligated to to pick the Wisconsin guys. Yeah, are you contractually obligated to run this? Penn State's going to close the gap angle. They they literally did. Where he did? Where he ran it? <laughs> By how much? Like two points? Fourteen and a half, I believe. Was the final? So it's still fifty two or something? Or how how much are they still up by in flow zone rankings? Because I, I feel like it's just it's a foregone conclusion that there's no way Penn State's going to be. Slightly competitive. Here. What if coronavirus prevents this entire tournament from happening, and then Penn State? Then has, Iowa doesn't win a team title. And Iowa doesn't win a team title. Is it twenty-five? So it's uh, <laughs> okay. It's a modest uh, well, twenty-two plus twenty-five, so you know, forty-seven. Right yeah. <laughs> oh it, man, it was like sixty, oh. right? I think at its oh. high was six, 66 was at its high. So you are, you will call you the Oracle of Omaha for, you know, cutting, cutting it down from 66 to 47. <laughs> I'm not done. They're not done yet. I mean, some more things can happen. I mean, Murin could not play. So what if, if, if DeSanto has a tough tournament? Things, things can get crazy here. And as we go to 149, again, keeping oh, with yeah. the theme, these draws are not good for Iowa. This is not an easy draw for Pat Lugo. You've got Perriot round two. In my opinion, I think Perriot beats De Blasi. We worried about Griffin Perriot. Yep. Not worried, but woke. Griffin Perriot, you you are not a Griffin Perriot uh, fan, Kyle Bragg. But Griffin Perriot's going to be hurt. He's, he's obviously cutting a lot of weight, and he's going to have to do the pig. T- uh, oh, no, he does. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. No, you're close. He will not have to do the, pig t- he will have to do the pigtail match. I don't know why I was thinking that. I'm not a hater. I'm just... I, I don't know. He's not on Pat Lugo's level. No in my way. Par- in my opinion, Perriot's got to be worried about the Blossie. Yeah, he's a goofy wrestler. He's got a lot of stuff. Now, but then, okay, round two, Deegan. That is, I think, Deegan. It could be very well Puritan, right? But mm-hmm. if Deegan gets through, Deegan has given him trouble before, right? Have they yes. wrestled this season? He's beaten him. Yeah, it was a crazy one in the duel. I don't know if you remember, Ben. It was like, Lugo no, won, no, no, no. but there were some weird exchanges where I think Deegan sort of put him on his back, but like there was no count. Oh, kind of yeah, weird yeah, yeah. Challenge. It was a weird match. Mm-hmm. Lugo won, yeah. but it, it was definitely and a it, wild one. And then last year, what was the split last year? I mean, I know Deegan beat him at least one time last year, right? Or no? Twice. In the duel and Twice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I so mean, him twice. Now, Deegan has not been great this year. He's been hurt a lot of the season. Yeah. And Lugo – and the other thing we have to consider is how much better Lugo has gotten from last year. And I don't know if we can say the same about mm-hmm. about Jared Deegan. However, I'm just saying. And and as is the case with all that, Purinton – he has to get by Purinton, who looked really good at Big Tens, beating Brayton Lee. Yeah, that was a um, – Purinton and Deegan hit at uh, CKLV this year, and Deegan won 10-9. Um, but that was before his shoulder kind of started acting up again. And uh, Deegan did finish third, but from what I understand, his shoulder came out a few more times again. Jeez. That's unfortunate. Oh. 
Well, hey, let me talk about this bracket though for a second. Piles. Do. Dude, this is the one that could blow up. Okay, Yaya Thomas over Mac uh Mac Klodzik mm-hmm. first round 27-6. Like that could happen. Okay, that one could happen. Tyshawn's gonna wrestle Sasso tough. That's gonna be like uh two one, three what? two over time. Yes, I guarantee book it. Tyshawn will have a very close match against Sammy Sasso. Thirty seed. The thirty Prince. The thirty seed Tyshawn Williams will it will be a one point match. Yes. Oh my gracious. Tyshawn Williams will have a chance to win against Sammy Sasso. Jared Prince at twenty nine. Yes. Dude, that that's a Bryce Andonian at twenty versus Thompson at thirteen. That's a tough match. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you look at some of these really low seeds, and you're like, holy crap. I mean, like, usually you're thinking the 27's a bum, but you're thinking Yaya Thomas at 27? Oh, my goodness. Like, if, if he beat Kalodzik and then beat the beat Zachroll, I could see it happening for sure. Verclaren at 19, you could see him making a little bit of a run. I mean, what this, this way is like. What do you think about Aliras out of the fourteen? Man, I don't have as much faith in him because he just I feel like he hasn't like came through in any big matches this year. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something because obviously You're he not. hasn't been as visible with I'm not okay, so yeah, I don't feel as comf- comfortable about him. I just think he's super talented and that could yeah that could mean something. Yeah, I think it's a tough draw for Sasa. You really like Tyshawn. What do you like about Tyshawn Williams so much? Why are you so impressed? He, with he him? just re- he wrestles everyone tough. He wrestled him, and Sasso's had this inability to get to his offense, and he's wrestled a whole bunch of just lately. Um, so hold on, let me just look it up. Yeah, Tyshawn's wrestled Mahler. Mahler I believe tough. they've went to over. Yeah, he's wrestled him really tough. They've went to overtime. Um, sorry, I'm going to his profile right now. Uh, he had a really close match against Mahler. Yeah, he went to overtime once, 6-4 once. Um, he's had a bunch of other really close matches. So Griffin Perriott went to overtime with Max Thompson 4-3. Um, so I, I see that one being really competitive. Okay. The Oracle Ben Askren yeah. has spoken. Kolodzik, man. I feel like Kolodzik <laughs> Yaya is so obvious. It's almost too obvious. Yeah. Tell me that's not going to be a one-point match. It. Oh, it, yeah. It's going to be close. Yaya basically doesn't oh, yeah. get bonused ever. Um, ever. Ever. Okay, I'm looking. And I look. I heard Andonian and um, O'Connor was an awesome ACC final, although I, I have not had the ability to watch it because ESPN Plus sucks. I heard that one was awesome. We sort of watched it. It was kind of <laughs> – it wasn't as close as the score looks. I thought O'Connor – What does sort, of, what, what sort of watched it mean? We just we, kind of skimmed through it. We heard that Andonian threw him, so we were just looking for that. We couldn't find any evidence of a throw. Oh, okay. We didn't want to watch the whole. All right. We were we were trying to hustle. (laughs) No, we were trying to hustle through to uh, get ready to do the show yesterday morning. Oh, got it. So that's when we watched it. Normally, we would watch the whole thing. Man, okay. So I have a feeling about Mahler making a run here. I think he's. I think he's one of the tougher matchups for for Lugo too. Yeah, because he's really solid defensively. Yes, I think I think it's both are going to be really hard to score on. I still bottom line, Lugo's been the best guy this year. I have him making the finals, but I think his path is is difficult. Yeah, I the one the one positive on Brock Mahler's path. I mean, I feel like Brock Mahler has a really tough path with Prince. That's kind of, is that the toughest twenty nine in the tournament? Because I, I feel like it's got to be up there. Yeah, 
for sure. Definitely up there. And then Andonian Thompson, that's a tough second-round match. But the positive part is he, he would have Boo. If you know everything goes to seed, he'll have Boo in the in the quarters, and he's, he's 2-0 against him. So that that's a really positive. Yes, yes. I, I feel good about him against Boo. Kolodzik, man, or Sasso, Williams, then I think Alira's, then Kolodzik. Oh, man, that is tough. And then all that to get Austin O'Connor. Sammy's been my pick all year long. I think O'Connor is the toughest matchup for Sammy Sasso, bar none. Does does Brayton Lee have a chance against Austin O'Connor? Absolutely. Or are we stocked out on Brayton because he didn't have a great Big Tens? Well, that's what concerns me. That's what has me. Yeah. Seeing how good O'Connor looked versus I didn't think Brayton looked – Brayton CKLV Brayton if we see that guy watch out because that guy yeah. ran through a yeah. really tough tournament but yeah I didn't see that at Big Tens and him losing to Purinton and really he struggled against Griffin Perriott he had a hard time getting mm-hmm. points on the board against him needed overtime there he's just not trending the right way so as good as he is he's got the skills to go with O'Connor this guy's made world teams yeah. he's, he's, he's excellent but it'll be tough it'll be really tough for him to do that O'Connor. All right, any other All right. thoughts? I mean, I'm looking down at the bottom. I have Yaya Thomas, Brayton Lee in the round of 12. I've got uh, Purinton versus Kalazic round of 12. I scratched out both guys' winners there. I don't know who's going to win that <laughs> one. Uh, Boo versus Storr. Zachro versus Deegan. I put Zachro to place because I just really hope that guy plays. He's a four-time qualifier. Yep. He's been right there. Really cool dude. So, hope he makes it through. Any further 49 thoughts? Um no, do we pick our winners? I I'm gonna go I'll go Mahler. Mahler versus um uh, Sammy Sasso in the NCAA finals. Mahler the winner. Wow. I would like Sasso over Mahler, but I I'm sticking with Sasso because why not? So However you go Sasso over Lugo? Sasso over Lugo, NCAA final. But Okay. I think I think O'Connor is is a really tough one for for Sammy. Okay, we did it <laughs> again. We did it once more. Iowa's draws are tough. Jacory Teamer round two for Caleb Young. I don't know how that match goes. Jacory Teamer's kind of coming into his own. He's crazy. He's got a wild style. That's a tough matchup. But Deacon, yeah. Running through. I have Peyton Robb in the semifinals of the NC2A wrestling. Really? Tournament. You can all fight me collectively. I think he beats Jake Tucker. That's actually a tough match. Jake Tucker actually beat him this year. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Yeah, he did. Were you guys surprised that Quincy got the five when he just got – I mean, he got beat 7 nothing by Josh Humphreys. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm surprised. That was one of yeah. the few head scratchers. That does surprise me. But – for his efforts, he's got a tough draw because yeah. Quincy Monday has BC LaProd round one, who has beaten Quincy. Mm-hmm. Then yep. he would have, I believe, Marcus Hartman, who who's tough. Did he beat Quincy? He might have at Midlands. I think he, he beat be him right at Midlands. That. Check. Yeah. I, okay. I think you're right. And then he would have the Delavecchia Rob winner, who, which I'm just saying, Peyton Rob wins that, which maybe is really stupid, but I think he does. Um, Who's Del Vecchia's best win this season? Uh, I'll look that up while Bracky looks up the other 
think I'm not sure who it would be. His record's really strong at 30 and two, but um, yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, Caleb Young losing, you know, losing so poorly at at uh, Big Ten's kind of threw a wrench into this bracket because if he doesn't, then he's probably the obvious four. You know, if he has a good Big Tens and say loses a Deacon in the finals. He's an obvious four, and that kind of makes the bracket shake out a little more normal. But since he lost those two, I mean, you could even—I I feel like with him going zero two, you could even argue that eight maybe is a little too high. Perhaps that's true. Uh, Delavecchia—he beat Larry Early, he twice. He beat Jared JQs. He lost to Hayden. He lost to Quincy Monday. Interestingly, so the four-five yeah. there, the five seed has a win over the four. But he also hmm. beat Quincy this year, so they split on the season. Quincy Monday has losses to Josh Humphreys, Hayden Hydley, Marcus Hartman, the aforementioned, yep. and Jesse Delvecchia, the aforementioned. Hartman did beat Monday, by the way. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Okay, so that, nice. that quarter is nuts. The Rob Monday, Hartman, Delvecchia section, that, that really could have insane variability in terms of who sees – Peyton Ra- or Ryan Deacon in the semi, which is a foregone conclusion in my mind. So let's look at <laughs> what Deacon. Uh, every time I know, I just love how everyone calls Sasso Flo's golden boy. I think it's really funny. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. I'm not even. Are yeah. you the only one picking Sasso to win? Did he pick Sasso? I picked Sasso. Uh, no, okay. I picked Mauler over Sasso. Who'd you pick? I would. I'll take Lugo over O'Connor. All right, cool. Yeah, classic golden boy. One person picked him to win. <laughs> That's that's the classic. Um, yeah, I forget. We have, we have so many golden boys: Spencer Lee, Dayton Fix, Nick Seriano. All three somehow are our golden boys. Oh, DeSanto. <laughs> DeSanto, definite golden boy. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sammy Sasso is a golden boy. How many golden boys can you actually have? We don't have that much gold. <laughs> we, have no, I have, we have no. I have gold. No, frankly, I haven't invested I in gold. Yeah. And, and, uh, you I'm kind gave of re- away. I'm kind of regretting not investing in precious metals during this uh, these volatile economic times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Enough about volatility. All right. 57 winners. Pick them. Well, I've got Deacon over Rob in that semi. I've got Hydley over Carr. Cautiously over Carr. Carr Coleman gave me – I had three or four different thoughts on that one. And I also Car Coleman. Pre- it's going to be fun. That's going to be a really good one. It's going to be outstanding. And I, I think, uh, I think Sheets is coming into his own a little bit here. Him against uh, Marcus Coleman is is fascinating to me. Kendall, what, uh, you like Kendall? Yeah, I do too. Now, so no, 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 no. At, <laughs> what I call him Marcus Coleman, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> I got the last chance on the brain. <laughs> we'll get to Marcus Coleman later, I guess. Now let's look at this path for for Caleb Young. As, as I uh, continue to stress, this is, will be tough for them. So let's say he beats – I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say he beats Ja'Cory Teamer. Then Ooh, he will drop so down. Fun. Then he drops down, and he's likely going to have Wyatt Sheets. If Wyatt Sheets does what he's supposed to do, just loses to Coleman but makes his way through, it would be Coleman – or it would be Young versus Wyatt Sheets, who has beaten him. So that would be tough. Mm-hmm. Or let's go the other way. Let's say Teamer beats Young, which could very well happen. Then very well. he will have – oh, who's that? 87, 88. He would have Barone, first match, drop down, potentially. Who just beat him. Who j- literally just beat him. If he beats Barone, 
He would have someone like AC Headley. Okay, that will be a tough match. Or Frannick. And then, this is all just to get to the round of 12, where he will get the Carr Coleman loser. Oh my goodness. He better not lose the Ja'Cory team or he's screwed. Yeah, he got to get by Ja'Cory. He's got to beat <laughs> yeah. Ja'Cory. And then, you're... You want to beat Ja'Cory just so you get the opportunity to wrestle someone who beat you this year in the round of 12. That's how tough the draw is. His draw is that tough. Man. Okay? Iowa's yeah. draws are difficult, and this is another one. And if you start stacking up three or four bad performances and Penn State gets five, four or five in the finals, uh-huh. it gets really interesting, Ben. I know you don't want to – no one wants to recognize it, but <laughs> – <laughs> this has to happen. These these are tough draws. They have to overcome difficult draws to do it. I'm not. I'm not. The world. The, the world is against Iowa. The NCAA is against Iowa. Coronavirus is against Iowa. Coronavirus. Against Iowa. Everyone. It's against everyone. It has no. The only person that the people that coronavirus favors are children. So far, he's a children. Does not like the elderly at all. Okay, so I irrationally have Hydley, uh, Hydley, another Golden Boy, maybe over Deacon in the NCAA finals. Uh, that is against all available really? data and eyeball tests. Yeah, I just think it happens. Wow. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Who do you? Have? I was almost thinking about going Car over Hydley and then Car over Deacon, but I think I'm gonna stick with Deacon over Hidley. Hidley. Hydley. Hide Lee. Dang. Like, Ugh. hide your kids from Spencer Lee if he's in the same Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Yeah. So you – say it again who you got, Ben. I, I said I was considering picking Carr, but I'm just going to go a lame pick with uh, with Deacon over Hide Lee. Okay. I, I think Carr – I don't think Carr matches up great against Hayden. What mm-hmm. do you think? No, didn't they wrestle? At Vegas? No. I thought so. I can't recall. Who? Car beat yeah car, no wait car no, no car Deacon. lost car lost to Deacon Deacon beat Car and Hydley gotcha yeah, yeah. Deacon kind of beat up everyone in that that bracket yes yes he did but him losing to Deacon like Hayden I think will control him just the same as Ryan Deacon did um, he's gonna struggle with those control with those underhooks yep. he's gonna get to him and even if he goes him on a takedown or two I think. It's going to be a long seven minutes for Carr, and he's missed a, some time with, with injury. Yes. So he's going to have to be ready, ready. Um, ready. Yeah, I'll yep. take I'll take Deacon. No, Hadley over Deacon. Oh, wow. I just literally flipped it right then. He just flipped it. <laughs> he's, he's going for it. All right, round of 12. I've got Humphrey over Delavecchia. I've got Coleman over Teamer. I scratched out Young over Sheets. I'll go with Young over Sheets, but I literally watched him beat him. And Luan Monday is the final round of 12, and I'll give Will Luan the, the win there to place. And it all gets crazy from there. All right, 165. Do we want to keep going? Do we want to do Q's from S? What do we want to do here? Oh, yeah. We just want to go yeah, halfway. There's no way we're going to make it all the – I mean, we have to go – are we doing a show tomorrow? Well, no, it's Friday. Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah, we can't do I, – I can't. I, I have something to do. I you can't got, do a show you tomorrow. Got to Damn it. Uh, you gotta teach uh, Girl Scouts head. I'm not doing Girl Scouts. I'm doing a I'm doing a coaches clinic Illinois, and then I'm flying to Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic, which that's probably gonna canceled. So I'm probably not flying to Pittsburgh. What? So I guess I could not do, do to a the show Pittsburgh tomorrow. Wrestling right? Classic. It's not. Dude, come on! Everything's getting canceled. Why is the Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic gonna be? They're 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 on P- Pittsburgh's campus, so Pittsburgh's that, probably gonna cancel it. That's a good point. Dad, gone it. Yeah. Oh, this is just bad. This is all bad, Ben. 
Well, I mean, like when, when you're saying NCAs or Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic, it's like I'm not even really considering the Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic uh, compared to the NCAs. Or oh, we're thinking about the Olympic trials potentially. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm nervous. Yeah. I mean the Olympics in general. Yeah, the Asia Asia is kind of wild right now. So you want to start? You want to go yeah. to questions from friends? Do we have uh? Do we have 23 minutes worth of questions from friends? Yes, we do. Okay, well, wow. I want you to hear you complain about how uh, Marinelli's got wick in the quarters, and I was, it's, it's uh, yeah, maybe you can know, I finish being... their draws are tough at least that their draws sure. Are tough? Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, very simply, Marinelli wick quarter is not ideal for the one seed. He will once again have someone who is really tough in the quarterfinals. He's owned wick of late. This, uh, uh, as far as the Iowa draws are tough dynamic, this one doesn't really stand out to me because I think Marinelli has separated himself from this entire half. He's beaten Wick like four times in a row, right? Yeah, he's beaten him like four straight. Wicks didn't even wrestle at Big Tens. I, I just don't see it happening, right? I, so I'm not that concerned. I think Ch- uh, Marinelli makes it and he, he wins it all. Uh, I like, I honestly like uh, Kemmer's draw okay as well. I think he goes through. Skatska again, because Skatska has kind of owned Labriola. If Labriola somehow got through yep. there to Kimmer, that gets a lot more difficult. But even still, he smashes him. And then Cutler we discussed a little bit. That's who Kimmer would probably have in the semis. I think that's uh, – I don't see how Cutler scores on him personally. Although yeah. I think you, you, you highlighted some scrambling mistakes Kimmer has made in the past, yeah. Ben. I think that mm-hmm. Cutler could exploit him in, in the scrambles if it comes down to it. So that's not ideal, yeah. but this is like that's not a bad draw. That's just like the natural progression of the NCAA tournament, right? That's not like oh, mm-hmm. in round two you have a tough matchup or in a round of twelve type of situation. So Kimmer's draw is yeah. fine. Abasad's not fine. Uh, Abasad right. out of the eleven. Uh, Wisman in round one. That's gonna be a decision there. That'll be close. And then Caffey in round two. He can't finish on Cam Caffey. I thought he would last time. Now I just don't think it's gonna happen against Cam Caffey. And then you look. Yeah. At his path on the backside, uh, loser 241, he'll have Rocky in his second match, right? That won't be mm-hmm. that won't be an easy, easy match. He'll probably have Jonathan Lowe before that. And then uh, loser 369, he'll have Montalvo in the round of 12 or Andrew Morgan. I think both those guys are, are mm-hmm. tough matchups for him, Mont- Montalvo especially. So I that's not ideal. Now, then again, Assad's the 11, so maybe we shouldn't be saying – He's supposed to wrestle in the round of 12 and lose based on seed. Right? Yeah. So that's not yeah. especially bad. But it's just there's not a, a simple path for him to to make a deep run. Now, if he can somehow figure out Cam Caffey and get to Aaron Brooks, I think it's a lot better because he drops down the round of 12 where he'll have someone like Andrew Morgan or loser 237, which I think will be Noah Stewart. So that's a little more manageable. It's, it's fewer tough matches, but he would have to, have to do it, right? Yes. Um, of note... Just really quickly, the Vins Bonacorsi Bolin little group of three down there in that bottom quarter, I think is really mm-hmm. tough. And I think any of those three guys could emerge, right? Bonacorsi's beaten yeah. Bolin. Bolin has beaten Vins, I believe, but I think Vins can beat all those guys. And Vins has beaten Bonacorsi. So that's a wild bottom half there. 197, Iowa's draw is tough. Shakur Rashid, round two. You get the five seed. And then you have to wrestle someone that beat you a week ago in round two. That's not <laughs> supposed to be how it works, but that's how it worked out. So that's difficult. And then I don't know if Darmstadt is a nightmare matchup or a perfect matchup for Jacob Warner. I, I don't. I Ooh, really don't know. Good ben. question. 
It, it could. It really could be one of the other, right? I feel like Jacob Warner kind of matched up well because he doesn't, you know, put himself at risk of being in a lot of those scrambles. He wrestles a pretty simple, basic style, and I think that's kind of, you know, what Ben Darmstadt struggles with sometimes. Who has ridden Jacob Warner? I, I really I can't think I, of it. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody. Tom Lane maybe did at NCAAs. I mean, I know. It's oh happened. yeah, I'm, I'm Good sure one. it's happened, but I don't think it's well, happened what, much. No, no, no. Um, uh, oh, South Sloan. Dakota State kid Sloan. Yeah, Sloan rode the crap out of him. Yeah. Oh my god, that I throw that out. I mean, that was all, weird, wasn't it? How the heck Sloan, did that happen? He teched him, and it was his yeah. red shirt. Or yeah, he, no, he wasn't redshirting at that point. He was wrestling. Sloan was redshirting. Sloan was redshirting. That's right. So, yeah, I don't know if that's a great match, but 4-5, I mean, I think you'd almost rather he had Schultz, who's the three seed. If you could swap, if you're Iowa and you could say put Schultz at the four and not Darmstadt, I think you maybe do that, right? Yeah. I think you, you at least you know what you're signing up for there. So that's a tough draw. So if he loses to Darmstadt, um, I see, I didn't get to throw this out completely, but I think he would probably have Davison in the round of 12. And then someone like Gear or Norfleet in uh, the next round of after All Americans. So that's not bad. If he can get to Darmstadt, I think he's probably okay. But having Shakur in round two is difficult. And then, so let's say he loses to Shakur, bad things happen. He would have Tom Lane, who's beaten him. Oh. If, he, <laughs> if he beats Tom Lane, he would have guess who? I believe it would be Jay Aiello. Okay, because I think if Aiello oh. just holds his seed and loses to Noah Adams, he would have him. J.I.L.O. beat him at Midlands. This could be a really tough draw for Jacob Warner. If he wrestles his best, he'll be fine. Jacob Warner is excellent. But if if you're just drawing up the brackets, it's difficult. It has guys that that has beaten him before. Now, what another thing I'm really interested in is I'm kind of plowing through this quickly. The bottom section of 97 I think is fascinating. With Aiello the 26 versus – or Buchanan the 26 versus Aiello the 7. That is that was a crazy match at did you did you guys see that match at Vegas? No, I didn't. It was crazy. Yeah, Buchanan. Well, I so I I was watching and I clicked on Buchanan because he's a Wisconsin kid. Yeah, Buchanan was getting out, um, and Aello got like a takedown to seal it at the end. But it was like really competitive. And he got taken down. Let me pull up the score. Uh, eight seven. Buchanan. Wow. Eight, eight seven. seven. Yeah, it it was wild. It Brutal. was really wild. Winner yeah. gets Bolsec probably, and then uh, and then Ad- I mean for Ad- if you're Stephen Buchanan, you're like this kind of sets up with some winnable matches to make the semis. Now he could lose in round one, but because okay. he had a close, yeah, he had a cl- crazy match with Noah Adams too. He wrestles them tough, if if nothing else. Yeah. Lucas, if I'm Lucas Davison, is he is he poised to go on a run here? He would have Noah Adams. I I I know Noah Adams has had a great year, but he's not blowing people out of the water. He's yeah. going to be in losable matches, I think. And as good as he's been, he's 32-0. That's incredible. But he's going to have someone really good at, from round two on. So just pay attention to that bottom half because I think it's really interesting. Okay. And then uh, so that's uh, 97. Heavyweight, I, the draws went how they went. It's another Cassiope-Hilger match. I I feel good about Cassiope there making the semis. I I think Cassiope yeah. is a top four has a top four finish, and they don't really get bit by really tough draws here because I I think he is just on a level beyond some of these guys, and he's proven. What he's if kind Brandon of, Metz body locks him though? <laughs> if he body locks him, he's gonna roll him through and pin him. 
They're gonna bounce. Well, I mean, that's what I meant. I meant what if what if Brandon Metz lets Tony Cassidy body lock him? That might happen. That's that's when he needs to be worried. That's what uh, could be a thing. Now I don't. Where's Brandon Metz in this bracket that they could wrestle? That'd be the second second round. No, it couldn't. Cat, wait. Brandon Metz, Cassiopeia, second round. Jerry no, Hino's going to body lock Brandon Metz first round. Metz is on the top side. What, am I looking at a wrong bracket? Oh, do you have the – hey, so with Harvard out, with Slavikuski, maybe maybe you, you – Wait, have Harvard's a, out? Yeah. Like they just said we're not going to show up or what? They said yeah. co- coronavirus. Is Luke what? Luffman, is Luke Luffman in the bracket you're looking at? Uh, I got so I have Mets at the 19 and Hino at the 14 is the one I have. I've got uh, Gas Tank Gary at the 19 and Isley the 14. So the, yeah, is Luffman? Mine in has Gas Tank Gary at oh, the 18. You have the right ones, Weird. Ben. You have the right ones because mine has Slavikuski. You the have 10. the updated then. So I have the update. So you guys are wrong. So, so Mets is going to get thrown by Hino first round, roll him through, and then thrown by Cassiope second round, roll him through. That'll be amazing. Okay. We're, all right. So I need to get print off the updated ones here. But, yeah, Cassiope's draw is fine there. So, in conclusion, Iowa's draws are tough at 33-41, um, 57, 84 at least. You could say 49 as well. So that, those are tough draws. Tough draws. They need – the whole point of Iowa being such big – remember this, Ben. The whole point of Iowa and the reason they're such big favorites is because – they have 10 point scores. If you have four or five guys that don't place, and that, that's in the cards here, that is possible, that could happen, then you're looking yeah. at a really different team race. Yeah. Just, Agreed. Okay. Hey, Ben, can you send us those brackets? Yeah, where are you looking at them? I can't even tell you. I don't, you, I don't want to tell you guys. Oh, okay. I know where he's looking. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can say it. Uh, all right. Uh... <laughs> all right. Let's go to some questions. I just wanted to finish, get some completion there to the breakdown. Um, all right. Cues from F's. All right. Cues from F's. Jimmy Overheiser. What if the Harvard guys just go rogue and Giant DeJulius skydives them into Minnesota ready to go? Can the NCAA keep them out? It's a great question. But I think uh, – you can't go without your school's approval or whatever. They'd be like, it's trash. NCAA Har- would be like, hey, do you know your guy showed up? And Harvard would be like, I beg your pardon, sir? And they'd be like, they, they may not wrestle. They are prohibited. <laughs> and then that would be it. I, be- I beg your pardon, sir. You know what that made me think of is, do you have any great poupon? <laughs> exactly. That's how everyone at Harvard talks. They all saw- talk like the great poupon guy. <laughs> Uh, if Joey Gunther AAs, will Kyle Bracken get a tattoo of the score of his blood round match? Yes. No. Do it. Do it. Sounds like do he's worried. It. First of all, I am not worried one he is, bit. Dude, he's worried. Otherwise, you would make the bet. You're worried. Second of all, do it. I, karma came. I, I got hit with some karma at Big Tens. I had to call a Joey Gunther, uh, Jared Crattinger 2-1 tiebreaker match. Uh, I hope he was eyeing you up, too. Like, no, he wasn't. Yeah. I was taking I was taking uh, little subtle jabs on the broadcast because through two periods, <laughs> through two periods, there was one shot taken between the two. Yeah, it was an absolutely atrocious wrestling match. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Basketball being canceled. Isn't this how The Walking Dead started in season one? 
Seriously though, what are the chances we have NCAAs? Um, a, oh. a, a coach, a Big Ten coach texted me today, like, this may not happen. Like, if someone gets it, yeah. a wrestler, a ref, a coach, anything, this thing could not happen. I think as long as no one gets it, we're okay. Or admits that they have it. Just well, because, yeah, most tested. of the cases, especially for younger people, most of the cases are really, really mild. So unless they were to get tested, it's unlikely that it's going to pop up. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, no. No, no, that makes sense. no elderly refs at the, at the event, only young refs. No, no one over 60. I'll officiate. I'll do it. Um, <laughs> I, I know what I'll do. If someone's in the freaking danger zone, I'm going to start counting. Not gonna wait for four seconds and then remember that rule. <laughs> Drives me crazy every time. <sighs> um. All right. You think if schools chose not let their guys compete at NCAs, it would be a mad dash for the transfer portal? Maybe. Probably not Harvard though. I think if you go to yeah, Harvard, you're you're pretty interested in the whole Harvard degree thing. Yeah. So I'm probably not gonna yes. not gonna bounce out of there. I don't understand this one. You put it in, but I don't get it. Has there been another what? NCAAs where the t- has there been another NCAAs it's, where the table workers called out on deck and in the whole matches? Yeah, so like the table workers oh. are just like standing. Around. You've never been to a youth tournament or even like a high school tournament where yeah. they're like, uh, "Bracky, where are you at? Where are you at? Okay, you're gonna be Bracky, Bracky piles, right. Bracky piles. You're Smith. on deck, Smith. All right, you're gonna be green. You're in the you're on deck. Got it. Got it. Been another. Yeah. Uh, so they're saying that could be the reality here. Yeah. No. We don't, they don't even need to. <laughs> like, everyone just stands around. And t- you know what, Matt, you're going to be on, but yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe yeah. that's going to happen. You know, my wife did bring up uh, a good point. Um, you know, she's always trying to look at the positive side of things. Very positive person. Uh, she that Dude, 2060? Think about this. In 2060, we'll be thinking back. Do you guys remember the 2020 NCAs where there was nobody there and we were working and we were broadcasting it? Like, yeah. This is going to be a thing that never, ever, ever likely happens again. Like, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing, and it's going to be so eerie and awkward that we will literally never, ever, ever forget it. Yeah. I, I That's what my wife was even saying. That She's like, this is like a thing. This is like a historical event that not, – not that the NCAA yeah. is – but just like this entire – you know, who knows what, what's going to happen of it. And I hope that this is the, the worst of it, that we have, like, maybe two weeks. We're all quarantined and have to work remote or something. But, um, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fine. I do. I will say that. Everything's going to be fine. Everyone be smart. Don't be stupid. And uh, we'll be okay. We'll get to the other side of this. Kyle, are you going to get set up to broadcast from home just in case you get quarantined so we don't have to quit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I, if I get it. Are you set up? I, I'll have a setup. I'll figure. I'll figure something out. Okay. I may have to hack through. I may need one of those cough buttons if I'm going to be hacking into the mic. But um, I, I will work. I need to work. Does this does Kyle live really close to you so he can come over or what? No, we do not live close. Not really, but <laughs> it's like we can make it work. We can make it work. Okay. We meet halfway at out yep. like a hospital or something. <laughs> Build a little studio in a hospital room. It'll be great. How long do you think it will be before the NCAA puts NCAAs back in a football stadium? I hope they try it again. I oh, really do. Seriously. I, I, yeah. I think, okay, yeah, it's not, not a success because of the coronavirus. We just, you didn't get to try it. I, I think we should. Yeah. I, 
I would like to see them try it in for another tournament or another like if there's another way to test it before NCAAs. But I, I don't know that there is. And there, it, there's not another tournament that has the kind of demand that the NCAA wrestling tournament has, frankly. Yeah. So I hope they try it again, Austin Amos. What's the best way to make the most out of this situation? I want to boycott even watching now. So it's the lowest watch NCAA in history. However, I really want to see the pat- matches. Well, you're only playing yourself. I put that one in there because there were when we posted dumb. the brackets yesterday on yeah. Facebook, there were people that were like, it doesn't even matter. Who cares? I'm boycotting. What the hell are you talking about? What are you talking about? Do you think the wrestlers want this? Do you think the coaches want this? Do you think the NCAA wants this? No. Nobody wants this. The the NCAA is going to lose the most money. They got to send all these refunds out. They got to send all these refunds out. Think about uh, all these tickets. Their their TV product will look worse. And and don't just think about wrestling. Do you think they want to do this for March Madness basketball? Hell no. That is gutting. That is horrible. Hell no. That is just awful all around. So I don't even know... Who you're? Who are you actually mad at that this happened? Who are you boycotting? Because you boycott because you are protesting something. Are you literally protesting illnesses? Are you protesting <laughs> pandemics? Like, does that need to be said? Do, do you think there's two sides to this argument? There's no argument. There's no one pro-pandemic right now. There's only pro-common sense. And the NCAA does not want to have to – they don't want the liability. So I don't know who you're mad at. You're only hurting wrestling if you don't watch. So watch. It's going to be great. Um, it's it's going to be the best wrestling tournament there is, right? Um, all season long yeah. is what we wait for. I I almost feel guilty that I think I'll still be able to go and watch in person. Um, hopefully, Flow Wrestling can do the best job it can to make you make it the experience as good as possible for you guys. Yeah. But not watching is you're just playing yourself. So Nomad Switch, I'm sorry. You just got reversed, dude, because – you have to watch. <laughs> you want to watch, and you're stupid. You're and anyone that says they're boycotting because of this is either lying slash virtue signaling or something because they're going to watch. Yeah. Or you were never going to watch to begin with, and you just want to complain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank People you for putting that in there. Yeah. They love it. You, my son took this better than you, Nomad Switch. Jeez, what a baby. <laughs> you're a baby's boycotting. You think Caleb wasn't like, I'm boycotting the institution now. Come on. <laughs> Boycott the school. Boycott it. Do NCAAs move to a smaller venue since attendance will be extremely limited? I think it would be cool if they did, if they put it in the pavilion. I kind of mentioned that, but I logistically it might not be uh, happening. Um, how do I think seeds affected the team race? I kind of went into that most of the show. I think Penn State came out slightly better. But they come out better because their big point scorers are – they're kind of like – draw proof in many ways like i had what's a what's going to be a hard draw for mark or for chinzo up into the finals right i just i don't see that um will coronavirus win ow no way <laughs> uh would rest- specially tilt for coronavirus dude he would he would tech the coronavirus if he were the but the coronavirus is ducking him as of right now would uh, highest wrestler seated higher than twenty most likely to all American? I don't know if it's most likely, but I'm. I said it yesterday. I've been saying it for a while. I'm. I'm in on Yaya Thomas making making waves here, and it's always the guy you don't really expect. You can never predict the Zeke Moisey or or whatever to to go unseated and make the finals. But for me, it's Yaya. Uh, I'll go Bryce Antonian. He's twenty. 
I'll, I'll also go submit for nomination Stephen Buchanan at the 26. Ooh, it's a solid one. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm all in on him, huh? Um. Okay. Richard Champion. It feels like you're seeing year-to-year improvement in Iowa's lower and middle weights, but stagnation in performance of their upper weights. Do you feel this is a fair characterization? If it is, do they need an elite upper weight coach? Hashtag FRL questions. Well, I don't know what they need. I do, I do think it's undeniable that Iowa has better performance in the light and middle weights. Um, is that coaching? Is that um, just the, the recruits they've been getting at those weight classes? I'm not sure. I mean, where do upper weights start? Because Michael Kemmer is pretty dang good right now, right? Mm, they've been and, good at, and made improvement. And made immense improvement, right? Immense, at, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Alex Marinelli, I Mar- think. Alex Marinelli has been great. I mean, I don't know if that's an upper weight. It is over the halfway point of weight classes. So technically, I guess it's it's an upper weight. Um, you know, they had Sam Stoll for a number of years who – and here's one of the things. Like, if you have a recruit and you recruit a heavyweight, you, you, you typically only recruit one, right? And the one that they recruited for that four-year stretch after Telford was Sam Stoll, which he was a good recruit and a good wrestler, and he had a good freshman season. Mm-hmm. But then – he he was so his career was so marred by injuries that that was just yeah. it right, and then that's just who you have. Then you have Sam Stoll until Cassiope comes in. Now they have a freshman who's been outstanding. Who as a freshman is the three seeded NCAA's. Um, at ninety seven, Jacob Warner. I mean, he's a sophomore. He, he placed as a as a freshman. He's seeded fifth. He's seeded to place right now. Is if he enters the title contending conversation, I think it'll be after this year. If Jacob Warner remains at about this level, okay, that's that. I think you'd be a little disappointed with that in that if you're an Iowa fan, but I think he's got two more years to improve, and I, I think we'll see that. I think we'll see him make an NCAA final before his career is done. Uh, and then '84, you know, they've got Abe Assad right now. I'm just kind of like looking back. Their production is is less, but. I think they're also doing fine at those weights. And if if Abasad didn't get hurt late this year, who knows what kind of season he's been, he would have had, right? But, Christian, it was also an, an improvement question. And when you talk about improvement, it's like, well, Spencer Lee came in and he was number one and he's still number one. It's like yeah. that, you know, that hasn't trended positively. I mean, the one guy who I'd point to who I feel like has made huge improvements is Patrick Lugo uh, on the lower weights. But I'd then, you know, you go back – yeah, I mean, he's – I, I guess we'll see what happens. You know, every, everyone's judged by March, right? So we'll see how he does here. Same thing with the Sandro. At the beginning of the season, you'd say, wow, way better. But now it's like you're looking at it like, oof, he could have a tough NCAA tournament. Then it's like, has he really made that much improvement? And, and then you go on the other side, you know, Kemmer and Marinelli, I feel like they've both gotten significantly better in the last year. Those are, I, I think, what obviously consider them upper weight. So, yeah, I think that's kind of hard to say. Yeah, it is, that's a tough question. Uh, Nathan Wynn, how many A's is Purdue getting? Line at two and a half. I'll say under that because mm, I don't know. I'm going over. I'm going over. Schroeder, Lighty, and uh, Coleman. Yeah, I would I th- say three. I'll say I, over. I, think, I will take the over. Yeah, I'm thinking those three also. Good for Purdue, man. They it's 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 tough. Um, Let's see. We don't want to talk about step out again. Kind of ranted about that for a while. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Okay. Last question, and we'll go because it's 945. 
with fans not being allowed to attend, it should be very quiet, and we should hear more on the streams. Which coach <laughs> will give us the best audio from yelling to his wrestlers slash yelling at the refs? Well, there's this, obvious this leader. One... Who are you going to say? Well, the, the Brands Brothers are amazing. Yeah, they're... I mean, I was going to say, this is, this is one of the things where I think they're going to have to be more cognizant of they can actually hear what I'm saying because I've heard what some of these dudes are saying because I'm close. If what they're saying, if they, what they were saying, keep saying, then they're in trouble. Hey, tell the tell the Bono challenge story. Oh gosh, this was great. So in Hilger, Traub. Hilger Traub, um Hilger took a shot and Trob went front headlock, spun around behind, and it was close. Whether Hilger had his hands down or not for a takedown, Ohio State thought he did. So they challenge, they throw the brick. Immediately, Bono jumps up and is like, you guys don't have any challenges left to the Ohio State corner. And it was Tervell and Bo Jordan in the corner. And they like okay. look at him like confused for a second. And then Tervell's like, yeah, we do. I-, I haven't used any. And then there was a lady standing behind the table that was like keeping track of all the challenges left. And she like looks down and she's like, they have three left. <laughs> <laughs> and Bono's just like, hmm. so then after afterwards, <laughs> I was like, I was like, Coach, did you just, did you just say that? Did you just make it up? He's like, Yeah, I just said it. I was like, Maybe, maybe they believe me. I don't know. He's like, Maybe they believe me. One challenge. Yeah. Oh my god. So wow, that's quite an antic from uh, Bono. Well, Coach Erlen, <laughs> it wasn't funny because it was a terrible call and it probably ended up costing Perry out the match, but. Ursuline's reaction to the stall call on oh, yeah. um he just kept screaming no. It was like he was horrified. <laughs> it was a horrifying call. I'm horrified. I'm personally uh, Yeah, I was affected by that. Mark Mark Manning is great. But yeah, Manning's really fun. Coach Schwab, Zeke Jones. Zeke Jones always has plenty to say yep, to the officials. Yep. He is John uh, Smith's always gonna be pretty funny too. Yep. Yep. He, t- uh, he caught him on uh, on camera last year. I think the pit duel. He told the ref to not be a baby because <laughs> <laughs> his guys his guys were like running an arm bar. Oh my god! And he god. called for potentially dangerous. Like, Don't be a baby. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Classic. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, nine forty eight deep in the heart of Texas. We should all go. We all have lives. We have. Hands to wash and standard precautions to adhere to. Yeah. So we might have an emergency broadcast next week. Who knows? We you might know have to. I hope that I will see you, Benjamin, in Minneapolis. Um, I hope so. I'll, also, we'll be in touch about when we're going to do the next FRL house work because we fly Tuesday. Um, good Ooh. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. So we're hoping for that. <laughs> Y'all be careful. Wash your hands, and uh, you know what? Don't freak out. See you next time. Thanks, guys. See ya.